Welcome to the Train With Abs podcast where I talk about everything fitness, nutrition, mindset, health, mental health, business, you name it, we talk about it. I'm going to be releasing a new episode every single Monday so make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to it depending what your viewing is on so that you can make sure to never miss an episode. You probably will know me from my Instagram, which is abs underscore eats with three S's. I have my YouTube and TikTok as well if you want to head over and follow those if you don't already. And my business, Train With Abs, which has its own Instagram account with that handle as well. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. Any suggestions I'm always happy to take. Just feel free to message me them on Instagram and enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. First of all, I want to apologise that it's been a couple of weeks. I ended up being away for longer than anticipated, but I am back and back with the podcast. So hopefully you're excited to listen to this one. Today, I'm going to talk about five reasons why people fail at fat loss. Um, These, in my opinion, are kind of five of the biggest reasons. Obviously, this is something that I do with people day in, day out for a long time. So I think I've just about seen it all. Obviously, there are more reasons than what I'm going to cover. But these are some of the main ones. And I've put in quite a variety and probably some of those will resonate with you. I think sometimes if a fat loss phase does not go to plan, sometimes that is the person's fault. And that's fair enough. And you can address why that is. And then sometimes it's not and sometimes there's things that we have to realize um, particularly when it comes down to timing that is quite important to to look at and there's something I think I want to cover it in a separate podcast just because I want to deep dive into it a little bit more but I want to talk about dieting after having previously a bad relationship with food or previously under eating because I think that that's something that lots of people don't understand to navigate or how to navigate and then they all come across a similar situation so again as a coach I can see the same pattern coming up time and time again with people but when it's just yourself you know it's very difficult to understand what's normal and what's not so that's something I want to talk about in a future episode. So I'm just going to dive straight in and number one reason I think everyone will agree is going about fat loss in too much of an extreme way or involving too much restriction. So by this I mean maybe having calories too low um, or really restricting what you can have so doing the classic oh I can only have rice chicken and green beans you know to lose fat and that's I can't have any nice tasting food because if I eat a burger I will get fat or you know I can't eat high fats because if I do that I'll gain fat or cutting out carbs anything that involves restriction that's unnecessary I think can lead you to failing in a dieting phase Again, with all these things, it's not always. Some people get through it regardless. Um, you know, if you look at people doing bodybuilding prep, they, yeah, it's very restrictive. They're not eating enough for what their body actually needs. Fair enough, that's their choice. And often they do succeed and they get through it and they're fine. Yes, they may have other problems down the line, but it's not that every single person will fail if they do these things, but they're just very common things that either lead to a failure or lead to a problem down the line. So too much extreme restriction. Obviously, some level of restriction is necessary during a deficit you cannot be in a calorie deficit and losing fat if there isn't some form of restriction on your intake because obviously if you just ate and ate and ate and ate and you had 5,000 calories a day every single day no matter what exercise you're doing you're probably going to gain fat and not lose it you can't go against the laws of science so there is that um, but just accepting that a small amount of restriction is very different to too extreme restriction I think that's as well with your rules with in your dieting phase so something that I'll often say to my clients well with anything but particularly with dieting is we're aiming for imperfect consistency so 
you're never going to have every single day in, in a dieting phase go absolutely perfectly, even if it's just something like you didn't quite get enough sleep. You know, ideally you'd get, what, eight to ten hours, maybe one night you just can't sleep and you have four hours and you're like, oh, well, I've, I've ruined my deficit, <laughs> you know? Um, and I think aiming for that kind of all-or-nothing mindset with things never works very well so if you can just accept that it's not going to be perfect but every day you'll try your best and if you fall off it's fine because you're aiming for consistency not perfection so if it goes slightly off one day you can just jump back on it the next day and have actually a really good week and still probably be in a deficit for that week and have fat loss for that week so yeah I definitely think that too much restriction is never something that's helpful also when we are in a fat loss phase we want to lose fat we don't just want to lose anything and everything we want to be retaining as much muscle mass as possible because first of all it's going to leave you with some shape which obviously looks quite nice and makes you look leaner um also obviously you'll retain your strength and there's the performance benefits but also it's going to mean that it's a bit easier for you to keep losing fat because your resting metabolic rate is going to be higher if you're holding more muscle mass so that's also something to think about. And if you go in too large of a deficit and you cut calories down too low or too quickly, you may be losing a lot, but a lot of what? You probably be losing some fat mass, but also losing a lot of muscle mass and other things as well. So that's also something to consider. And I think another thing that definitely does happen often is when people restrict their calories too much, or as I said earlier, restricting certain foods and saying maybe, oh, I can't have any chocolate for the next X amount of days, which I'm sure we've all said to ourselves at some point in life, maybe before we we learn more about how the body actually works. And that very commonly leads to a binge restrict cycle. So again, it's not saying that if you cut out chocolate, you will start binging, not necessarily, but for lots of people, particularly over time, it's not necessarily when it's very short term, but when people are in these over restrictive stages for too long it's very typical that over time they start to get in a bit of a binge restrict cycle and even if they don't you know typically they'll have times where they just go a bit mad and and overreach to an extent that makes them uncomfortable so not even necessarily by definition binging but just not feeling in control of what they're eating which obviously isn't necessarily a nice feeling so that's reason number one too extreme fat loss or too much restriction obviously there's lots of reasons that I've given within there as to why it's not helpful and why obviously it can lead people to fail at dieting phase and actually I just want to add something extra to that also when you're dieting the idea is to lose fat right so you want to keep it off there is no point in doing a dieting phase losing all your fat and then gaining it back again So if you go at your fat loss at too extreme of a rate, then the chances of you actually being able to keep that off are probably a lot less than someone else who's done it a lot more slowly and sustainably. And of course, when you look at sustainable fat loss, I think you also need to determine what that means because obviously, even if you're doing it in the most sustainable way ever, you're not forever going to end up losing fat for the rest of your life. That's the whole idea is that you do it so that you don't have to be constantly dieting. Um, And ironically, I think the people that, often give out dieting advice are the ones who are literally on a diet like all the time and my argument is you know if someone needs to be dieting all the time then surely they're the worst person to take advice from on dieting because it clearly hasn't worked so they haven't been able to keep it off because they're dieting again so that's also something to think about but if you are losing fat you know on way too low calories or at too quickly of a rate um, and maybe you're messing up things like your hunger signals, maybe causing yourself some problems with your health, then the chances of you keeping off the fat loss that you've put in the work to lose is going to be less than if you go about it in a much more sustainable and 
long term ways that's also something to think about you want to keep it off because you put in all this hard work it might as well pay off for you so number two I'm finally going to move on is not tracking accurately so you know I said earlier some things come down to the fault of the person sometimes it's just misunderstanding and sometimes it's circumstances as well this one I think is more down to the person obviously you do not have to track every single thing to the gram every day I've also I think I've done a podcast already about kind of moving away from tracking um I'm very much an advocate of you do not have to track but if we're talking realistically it is going to be easier for you to guarantee that you're having fat loss every week and keep that happening over time if you are tracking your food you do not have to you do not have to track your food to lose fat but it does help and especially if you've got a coach obviously someone that can guide you through it if they know exactly how much you're eating then they can help you with that fat loss so by no means you know I don't want this to come across like I'm saying everyone has to track everything and weigh out every gram of spinach because I myself I'm not even tracking at the moment I'm not aiming for fat loss but I'm not tracking so it's okay to not track but at the same time if you are going to track you might as well track relatively accurately so you know you can still do things like having meals out and estimating your calories and it's important like with point one that you do have that flexibility and you do have that freedom because realistically even if you are maybe 100 or 200 calories off for, for a meal that you'd estimated out for the week and in terms of your weekly average you'll probably still be in a deficit so it's important to give yourself that freedom but at the same time if you're kind of going to the larder and having four tablespoons of biscoff every hour on the hour and you're not tracking that into your calories don't be surprised when you're not then in a deficit at the end of the week so it is it does come down to personal choice and obviously some people as well are more happy to go for a slower rate of fat loss and have more flexibility and not have to track everything exactly to the gram and be able to have something that they their great aunt Bessie baked them or something you know and that's fine but it's just one of those things you have to just decide how you want to go about something and then have realistic expectations from that so if you are tracking every single thing that you're eating as accurately as possible then you know if you're not having the fat loss you need to adjust your calories if you are barely tracking anything if you're half-assing tracking one day doing it properly another and then just going crazy on a Sunday night because you can't be bothered anymore and you'll start again on Monday then again you can't expect that you're having this steady rate of fat loss because you're probably not going to because you might not be eating in a deficit so it's okay but like I said before you need some level of restriction to be in a calorie deficit and tracking your food can help with that so you don't have to but if you're going to track track roughly accurately within reason so that you actually know what you're eating because otherwise it's going to be a lot harder for you or for anyone that's giving you guidance on calories number three is something that i don't think is talked about as much um and again it's not to say that you can't lose fat if you don't do this because you can but this is something that makes life a hell of a lot easier um so another mistake people make is not including resistance training and not eating enough protein to retain muscle mass kind of links to what i was talking about earlier about going into much of an extreme deficit people losing fat very quickly and they end up not just losing fat but losing everything else as well which is you know not ideal So there's that side of it and it's also if you are doing resistance training it's unlikely that you're going to be building muscle in a fat loss phase. It's not impossible to lose fat in a deficit but it's highly unlikely particularly for people who have been training for a significant amount of time. So not saying it's impossible but I'm saying if you're holding out hope for growing your glutes and you're in a a 500 calorie deficit then you know I wouldn't hold your breath. 
So including resistance training, what can it do? Obviously, there's obviously the performance side of things. Yes, that's great. Um, But in terms of actual fat loss, it can help us to retain the muscle mass that we have. And so can obviously having the protein. Um, And then obviously, if we can retain the muscle mass that we've got, then as I said before, we're going to sit at a higher metabolic like resting rate so it should be in theory easier for you to lose fat on high calories um also just in general i think having protein is important within deficit and i think that can be a point on its own in terms of why people fail if you're having no protein at all because you're just prioritizing sticking on low calories then probably your recovery is not going to be great particularly if you're resistance training but also just in general i think we think of recovery as like am i really aching do i have really bad doms but it's not just that. It can also be how tired do you feel for your sessions? Do you, you know when sometimes you're going to work out or you're going to go for a walk and your body just feels like heavy? That's still poor recovery, even if it doesn't feel like aching. So if we can have enough protein and have better recovery, probably you're going to have better sessions. You're going to have more to give in your cardio or in your steps. You'll probably be more likely to do it because it's a lot more fun to go out for a walk if your body doesn't feel like you're being absolutely dragged through a hedge backwards. So that's also something to consider. And then obviously if you can put more into the exercise side of things, your energy expenditure is probably going to be a bit higher and that's also going to balance out as well and mean that you're probably in more of a deficit. So protein's really helpful. And also in terms of keeping you feeling a bit fuller, you'll probably find if you have a high protein diet, even though you're on lower calories, you find them easier to stick to. So with that as a point again on its own, that's a reason why maybe some people are more likely to fail at fat loss if they're not having any protein at all then they're probably going to be very hungry when it gets to the lower calories whereas they might still be hungry if they're having more protein but maybe it's a bit more manageable so that's another reason another reason number four why i think people fail at their fat loss is because they've started from really low calories or they've not taken a break after dieting for a long time so um, both of these kind of lead to the same outcome so say for example someone their whole life has been eating like 1500 calories and they think that that's new, their new maintenance and it probably is their maintenance but not because they can't have more but because their body's adjusted to that level of food if you haven't already then I would recommend listening to my podcast on an intro to reverse dieting I'm going to do more episodes on reverse dieting to go into it in more depth but that kind of gives you a starting idea of how to get out of this situation if you're listening to this and you think oh that's me I've never gone above 1600 calories and if I do I gain fat that's what you need to do first so essentially people who are starting from very low calories they kind of have all two options and uh in terms of fat loss neither of which is particularly good one is just to sit on the calories they're already on go crazy with the cardio and hope something that happens maybe it might happen a little bit to begin with but realistically they're going to stall very quickly especially if they are kind of already at their maintenance and then like option number two which again I would not advise is taking their calories down low to an unsustainable and unhealthy amount of calories causing themselves probably more problems and probably in future ending up gaining it all back and more so definitely would not recommend doing that and I never take someone's calories below 1500 even at the end of a dieting phase we rarely even go down to 1500 I'd say probably the majority finish between 1800 and maybe 1650 as a very minimum and that's for the last couple of weeks so that's something to consider so if someone comes to me and they're eating well even like up to 1800 calories I would say we can't really do a dieting phase now we need to reverse calories up first and then we can go for a dieting phase so that's really important and so obviously 
for those reasons, if someone's starting a dieting phase already from really low calories, then they're going to be very stuck and probably fail at their dieting phase or be very, very miserable and cause themselves further problems, either maybe physically or mentally down the line. And then also the other thing leading to that is not taking a break after dieting for a long time. So you may previously have been on high calories, fantastic, well done you. And then you've done, I don't know, a couple months of dieting, maybe you've done about four months, you've had a really nice amount of fat loss, but now things are stalling and you are on the lower end of calories, instead of keeping pushing in that time, I would suggest taking a break from dieting, reversing your calories up again, giving your mind and your body a bit of a break, um, getting those maintenance calories up, and then going for another fat loss phase. Because I think also sometimes, particularly when people have a significant amount of fat to lose, or you know, for, for their health, or they want to lose a significant amount of fat, they put all the pressure on one fat loss phase. And it's like, this is it. By the end of this, I'm going to be the leanest I've ever been. I'm going to look like a Victoria's Secret model. And this is it. And because there's so much pressure on that, they can't see when it's time to actually stop and often you know they, that's how people just end up never stopping and it's just forever and then they just end up not losing any more fat but just on very low low calories or in some cases unfortunately um ending up with eating disorders in the more extreme cases so that's also really something to to consider and I think that's also where having a coach can really help because sometimes when it's yourself I think also it's very difficult often for people to actually see the fat loss that they've had when it's their own body we're all super critical whereas if you saw that fat loss on someone else you'd be like oh wow they've done such a good job whereas because it's you it's very hard to kind of get to that point where you feel like right you know what I've actually done a great job I'm satisfied I'm happy to stop you know there's always this oh well I could keep going I could keep going so having someone I mean provided it's actually someone that they know what they're talking about um but provided you've got a good coach you know they will say right I think it's time to stop now we need to move on so that's something to also consider taking a bit of a break and then you can always go for another one you know it's not that that has to be the dieting phase the only one that you ever do you can do more obviously you don't want to spend your life constantly dieting but equally you don't have to get it all done in one push and often it's a lot easier a lot more enjoyable and a lot more successful to actually do it in several goes rather than just all in one phase so reason number five is wrong timing um and I think this has several little branches that we can go off to so the first one I want to talk about is going at the wrong time mentally as I said I will do this in more detail in another podcast in future but um, you know if you are not mentally in the place to do a fat loss phase then don't do one it's not worth it because it's not going to go very well and you're not going to enjoy yourself and you're probably going to end up in a worse place than you started and that can mean several things it can mean in terms of where you are with your relationship with food give an example one of my um, clients she spent a very long time building up her calories and has done a great job with that really comes such a long way with her relationship with food and she messaged me the other week and she said okay I think maybe I'm ready to a dieting phase so I was like okay cool if you think you're ready you know it's been a quite a long time so I'm happy calories in a good place happy for you to do it if you want to um but I want you to try something first so she, we had worked towards intuitive eating that's what she's been doing so I said okay if you this can be our trial run I don't want you to start anything in terms of dieting this week I just want you to track what you're eating so we know where your current intake exactly is we know it's been roughly maintenance but we don't know exactly where her calories are because she's not tracking anymore but she's managing to maintain everything great which is awesome 
So I said, just track this week and see how that makes you feel. And then if you're feeling all good, then we'll get going with a with fat loss phase. She was all keen to do it, you know, and she had decided that's what she wanted to do. Goes away, starts to kind of track again. And then she just realised, you know what, it's just, not, it's just not the right time. And I'm not ready to go back to tracking. I don't want to go back to tracking. I'm not ready to diet. I'm actually quite happy doing what I'm doing which was fine you know so it has to be the right time and if we'd really pushed and if I if we maybe hadn't even tried that to begin with and I just said right eat x amount of calories per day and pulled a number out my ass you know that probably would have caused a lot more problems than than we needed to so it's just about making sure it is the right time um, and that can be something that's really difficult to judge when you previously have had issues with food so that's something to think about and also mentally it could also just be in terms of stress like you really want to be in a great position before you start cutting you want to be relatively relaxed and I can't completely help it but you know you want to have time to commit to doing things you want to be able to have good quality sleep you don't want to be super stressed you want to be able to prioritize to some extent what you're doing with the food and what you're doing with the training so it also needs to be that and even things like um you know time of year it sounds silly but it makes such a difference I find people who do their cutting phases in the spring and summer genuinely just enjoy it a lot more than those doing it in the winter and it's not that people doing it in the winter hate it but even just things like especially for us people who are living in the UK in winter we just don't really get daylight you know the sun sets at three something p.m it barely even rises because it's just grey and it's not nice especially as a female to go out and go on these long walks on your own by the time you finish work at like 8 p.m when it's already been pitch black for like four hours so it's not as enjoyable of an experience and obviously there's ways around that you know doing it on a treadmill and stuff but compare that to in summer where sunsets are maybe 10 11 p.m at night and you can go for a really nice evening walk it's a lot warmer just the whole experience is a lot more enjoyable so making sure it's also the right time in terms of what you've got going on in your life and how you're going to enjoy it is also another really big important one like if you know it's exam season or you are it's like year end if you're working in the before or something like that why would you start a dieting phase now it just doesn't make sense so that's also something to think about you want to make it as easy for yourself mentally and physically as possible um and also timing in terms of you know you could be dieting for too long kind of similarly to what i said earlier but on more on the mental side of things you end up having diet fatigue and you just can't do it anymore and I think people then when they get to that point they've been dieting for such a long time then they suddenly find that they can't really sit to their calories anymore there's a big panic like oh you know why aren't I disciplined anymore why can't I do xyz and it's not down to a lack of discipline it's down to the fact that they are just so over dieting they don't even necessarily want to diet anymore and this also links back to what I said earlier about knowing when to stop this is a big one because people will just carry on and carry on and even if their body and their brain is actually telling them like right this isn't the right thing for us to do right now they'll still carry on unless someone literally tells them to stop which is fair enough again I've done it myself in the past so I you know not anything to be blamed for but it's just something to realize and realize if you're doing it as well or if you can't trust yourself to stop and stop in a reasonable time get a coach that knows what they're doing get someone that's going to actually look out for you mentally and physically and not just kind of make you carry on for the sake of it um so really avoiding that diet fatigue is really important because I think as well once you get to that point as well 
it can take a while to get away from that and you know that's why also I think people end up developing a bit of an all or nothing mindset because they just get so fed up and then they'll go completely off the rails to like rebel against it and then they'll feel bad and feel undisciplined so then they'll force themselves to get back to it and then that lasts a couple of days and then they fall off again and it's just your body and your brain's way of telling you like just give it a break give me some more food (laughs) stop you know take the pressure off from doing the dieting phase and if it's the right time in future I can carry on so that's also a big thing with timing is knowing when to stop knowing when to start (laughs) and uh, and just looking out for yourself throughout I think you really need to be flexible when you're doing a dieting phase and because it may also be the right time when you start it I'll give another example one of my lovely clients she's a personal trainer she knows what she's talking about (laughs) we've been working together for I think like over a year which has been really great and we spent time reversing up calories and she waited so long to start a dieting phase. Like we we started on day one and she was like, right, I want fat loss. But she knew she had to reverse, so we did. We spent a long time reversing calories up. We got them so high, which was so nice. And we had had some recomp in that time as well, so she looked great. Um, but yeah, she waited, she waited, and we were like, okay, in the new year, we are going to have a fat loss phase. She had, you know, kind of, she's gonna move house and she had a bit of a things, basically a lot going on in her life. But it turned out it was the right time to start. We waited, we waited, and then we finally started. She was so excited and she, you know, just went completely at it. Great. But over the last couple of months, life has just kind of thrown so much at her medically, with just in her personal life, in her work life, that there's just been so much going on. And she said to me the other day, and she said, Do you know what? I don't think it's the right time for me to cut right now. And that was absolutely fine, you know, because it was the right time when we started and we both know that and we're both happy with the decisions that we've made. It was the right time, but you can't predict what's going to happen. All this stuff came up. We didn't know it was going to come up. And for us to carry on right now, is just probably going to make her miserable, 10 times more stressed than she needs to be and probably just end up sending her the other way, meaning that she doesn't end up doing anything. You know, I'd much rather her take a break from dieting, sit on high calories, enjoy those sessions, get in what she can and just feel good rather than forcing something where it's not the right time. So that's also something to think about. Situations will change. And hopefully you start a dieting phase, it's the right time and it goes perfectly successfully. All great, you start stop at the right time, lovely. But things happen, <laughs> life happens. And I think being able to be flexible with that and to understand that is something that's also really, really key, which again, is helpful when you've got someone to kind of guide you or even just say, yep, yeah, you know what? that's the right decision so I hope that that all makes sense I hope that you learned something today if even if you're not dieting you know it's something that you can probably a lot of these things you can apply to other areas of your life as well if you are dieting if you're considering dieting or if you listen to some of these things and you think yeah that's me um then you know consider changing a couple things um you know I yeah I, I think it's stuff that we've all fallen into in the past but if you if you need a bit of help with it get a bit of help with it and best of luck on all your dieting phases so I will see you next week for another podcast and thank you for listening thanks for listening to this podcast I'll be back with another episode next Monday please remember to subscribe to it and like it if you enjoyed and want to make sure that you don't miss another episode and remember to follow me on my social media channels I will leave the link to all of them in the description